Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to a part two of our discussion on cystic pancreatic lesions, focusing on the larger lesions. And uh, the last thing we spoke about uh, before we left was uh, the first four portions of the different lesions. We spoke about serous cyst adenomas. We spoke about uh, mucinous uh, cystic neoplasms. And we also discussed IPMNs. We left off at the point of solid pseudopapillary neoplasms, which is the most interesting lesion. It's been known as many things. Classically, Hamoudi tumors is one of the most common terms people have used, and that was in the past. More commonly, we talk about SPEN, solid and papillary epithelial neoplasms. These are unique. Uh, I often get shown these on quiz exams, but the history is always the same. It's a younger patient, typically a woman in the second and third decade of life. The lesions will often contain solid and cystic components, often will have calcifications. They can be very large at diagnosis and often present with mass effect related symptoms, pushing on the stomach, early satiety. Though occasionally they're discovered incidentally, the last couple of cases I've seen have been in the ER with patients with abdominal pain and we've picked up three or four centimeter masses. Typically the treatment is surgery due to the malignant potential. Most of these patients can be cured with surgery, particularly when it's early enough. And the history tends to be simple because it's a younger patient. Now, occasionally these lesions can calcify. This was a most interesting case. This was a 7.4 centimeter complex mass with really extensive peripheral calcifications. Patient was a touch older, 43 years. We thought about other cystic neoplasms, but again, um, remember we spoke about cirrhosis adenomas calcifying, but those are essential calcifications, not rim calcifications. Carcinoid tumors can occasionally calcify. But uh, again, without duct dilatation, one should suspect, based on the patient's sex and age, the possibility of a solid pseudopapillary neoplasm, and this in case, in fact, was that. Here's another patient, a 39-year-old with vague abdominal pain. Cystic lesion, tail of pancreas. Could this be an MCN? The answer is it could. Uh, the lesion uh, is low density, somewhat cystic, but is not your basic cystic lesion like an MCN. It definitely has a solid component, which you can see at the arrow. This lesion, again, the decision is surgery versus non-surgery. There's really no decision process. This is surgery, and this was a uh, pseudopapillary neoplasm. Again, uh, many of the ones I've seen have been in an earlier age group. I'll just make the point that adenocarcinomas can also be cystic lesions. Sometimes it's more necrosis than cystic. You can see this case is an example. Extensive liver metastasis, not a very difficult diagnosis, but the point being that they can be cystic. I have other examples I can show you where the lesion is literally purely cystic, though it had a thickened wall, and so I worried about a uh, maybe an IPN with neoplastic change, but it was an adenocarcinoma, so that can indeed be the case. Now, when we talk about neuroendocrine tumors, we're typically talking about solid hypervascular lesions, both the primary as well as the metastatic lesion. They can be associated with MEN1 syndrome with parathyroid hyperplasia and pituitary adenomas. But although the majority, the significant majority, are solid vascular lesions, others can be cystic with or without solid components. The cystic changes are often noted in larger lesions due to necrosis, but I'm not really speaking about those large lesions. I'm talking about lesions where the whole lesion looks like a cyst. 
The critical thing, of course, is this rim enhancement, and that's one of the features that we only see with these cystic neuroendocrine tumors, or almost only see with cystic neuroendocrine tumors. Again, these lesions are important to recognize because the patients undergo surgery. Here's a nice example you can see on the vascular imaging the hyperenhancement of the rim. You also can see mural nodules nicely seen with contrast enhancement. You also have some peripheral calcification. Again, this is a lesion that's coming out. What else could it be? Could this be a spend tumor? I guess that's a possibility. Uh, the mural nodules, again, make this suspicious for malignant, but you've got to think about a cystic neuroendocrine neoplasm. Again, something I didn't think about in the past but something we need to think about more commonly. Here's another example. Again, this is a cystic lesion, and we can go through a differential diagnosis we've covered to this point, but key things are the thick wall, the enhancement, the nodularity. This is going to be malignant. You've got to at least put in differential diagnosis the possibility of a cystic neuroendocrine tumor. Uh, again, uh, management will be a little bit different. You'll also look very carefully for possible hypervascular lesions in the liver. So again, something to consider. Another possibility, lymphopathelial cyst. They're rare, but we're seeing them more commonly. I just got two follow-up cases where we found these lesions. Their histopathogenesis remains uncertain. The lesions may be neoplastic or non-neoplastic developmental. What's interesting about lymphopathelial cysts, they project from the pancreas, and at times you're not certain if they're pancreatic or peripancreatic lesions. They at times almost look like pseudocysts, mesenteric cysts, cystic hygromas or uh, lymphangiomas. Um, the lesions are typically resected because you're not really certain what they are. They can be large. Look at this one. This is almost 11 centimeters. It's cystic. It's really exophytic. Is it peripancreatic? Is it um, a duplication cyst? Could this be something coming off the stomach? At times I've seen it confused with adrenal cysts. But again, this is a type of lesion that needs to be removed, though there's really no worrisome features. There's no nodularity, septations, or calcifications. There's no, no duct dilatations. But this was a lymphoepithelial cyst, and incidentally, the patient had an intraepithelial neoplasm. So the right thing indeed was done. Another example, well-defined water density, no duct dilatation, you th seem to see a thin septation. They're not uncommon. But again, a very nice differential diagnosis. You've got to think about putting lymphoepithelial cysts in there. And again, this is something we've only recognized the last couple years. We have several articles about this in press or working on. So it's some, something, again, in the differential diagnosis. So some conclusions. Cystic pancreatic neoplasms represent a range of pathologic entities with varied and in some cases controversial management approaches. That particularly is the IPMN. When do you operate? When do you need to operate? Who can you follow? There's considerable overlap in CT imaging appearances of the different pathologic entities. However, if the lesion has a classic CT appearance of a serous cystadenoma, stellate central calcifications. In those situations, particularly in older patients, surgery can be avoided, especially in the asymptomatic patient. CT with 3D mapping helps define imaging characteristics, including septations, nodularity, and adjacent relationships. It's often in these non-axial planes where key findings are made, allowing for a much more specific diagnosis, allowing for better patient management. And finally, many lesions require surgical resection just because of the uncertainty as well as the concern for malignant potential. Often resection will cure the patient, so it's hard to argue, particularly in a younger patient, with that strategy. 
again, differential diagnosis, think about age. Very young patient, to me, it's a spend tumor till class, till defined otherwise, and that means surgery. Can you be confused with pseudocysts? Occasionally you can, but there's usually a history of pancreatitis. If you're uncertain, just wait four to six weeks. Uh, none of these lesions typically must go to surgery tomorrow, so a little bit of waiting will indeed be the right thing. So with that, I'll stop there, and hopefully I've given you a better feel of cystic pancreatic neoplasms, what you need to know. And with that, we've also put in a few references. Again, the Tanaka criteria for looking at IPMs becomes very very, very critical. There's going to be additional information about this. And with that, have a great day.